1: Joined now here on the flagship podcast, Uh, very excited to bring in Texas women's basketball coach Vic Schaefer fresh from his team's stunning upset to most over second-seeded Maryland. Uh, Maryland had more size, more depth, more offensive firepower on paper coming into the game. But uh, they hadn't seen a defense like my man Vic Schaefer can throw at them. And Vic, congratulations. Uh, you you take down UCLA in the second round and then take down um, a really, really confident Maryland team uh, to reach the Elite Eight. And it's your fourth straight Elite Eight. Only you and Gino Ariema can say that. Uh, congratulations.
0: Well, thanks, Jeff. It's... Uh... You know, that's back-to-back top ten teams for this team to take down, and I just can't say enough about my players and my staff. Uh, you know, it's – it's uh, these kids have worked extremely hard. They – you know, to, to grow is to change. They've had to do that. They've had to get used to a new staff and a new way of doing things. And, you know, change is hard. And uh, sometimes – Especially young people, they can't get past hard. And uh, I'm just, um, I really have a lot of admiration and respect for these kids to do it in a pandemic. Um, everything with the with the, the way of the world, just the, the whole deal. It just is really remarkable. They continue to get better. They've gotten hot at the right time. We talked about that going into the NCA tournament. You had to have, you have to have a little luck. And you got to get hot. And, uh, man, they've really, they've, they've just gotten better about in the last five, six weeks. Uh, so I couldn't be more happy for my players. They deserve this. It's why you do what you do in coaching, Chip. Yeah. You don't games on paper. You go play the game. I don't have to play anybody the best out of five. You just have to play them once. And this group right now is, their competitive spirit is really—it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's—it's it's fun to see the evolution and the development of
1: it. Well, and that's what— I, that's where I wanted to start with you, Vic, because last night you're playing Maryland. They get off to a nine-zero start. Um, as the game wears on, you have an unbelievable third quarter where your points in the paint had. They went. They you doubled them in one quarter. You had 16 points in the paint. Maryland had been dominating in that area up until then. But then you're not really getting many calls. <laughs> um, and and then Audrey Warren goes down in the fourth quarter. You're playing with six players primarily. Um, you know seven. Okay, but. Then you lose Audrey, who's one of your almost 40-minute players, and your team still finds a way. I mean, the mental transformation of this team, the toughness of this team, Vic, congratulations, because that's that's all coaching, and that is fantastic to see. I, I, I'll, I'll let you respond.
0: Well, again, I, I, I just think that um... – you know, we're, we're different. We're a different coaching staff. You know, we we recruited two of these kids, uh, Kyra and then Lauren. And so, you know, it, it's a different way of doing things. And, and, and it's way different probably if you ask most of them. And, and so um, just I, I think what you're seeing right now is just a total buy-in. I think our kids are bought into what we do. And how we do it, we have a saying in our in our program, it's not what we do, but how we do it, that separates us from the rest of the country. And I think what you're seeing is uh, our, our kids, our team buying in to a way of doing things, to a way of life, to a way of accountability that we try to instill in them and then, you know, hold them to a standard. And, um, you know, that's that's why we do what we do in coaching. And uh, it it makes it very gratifying and and satisfying to see these kids have the success now. You can see it on their face. You can hear it in press conferences. It's the aha moment where they just realize, you know, I get it now. This is why we're on the track at 6 a.m. in the morning in August and September conditioning instead of 1 o'clock in the gym when it's 70 degrees and sunny outside. You know, you, you... you're 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 not going to get challenged you're not developing any toughness you know when it's comfortable when you can learn to be uncomfortable and live uncomfortable that's when you're really going to go to another level as as not only successful in life but as an athlete and i think what these kids have learned is they've learned that they're they're getting it and uh it's just it's a lot of fun to be a part of
1: well you know celeste um against UCLA phenomenal, uh, 24 points. And then she gets off to a rough start against Maryland. Uh, but then hits four of four in the third quarter and hits some big shots down the stretch. What are we seeing right now? Um, from Celeste in terms of her development?
0: Yeah, you're, you're, it's a classic example, you know, Uh, she's really put in a lot of time on her shot. I've I've spent some time with her, talking to her about what I think is important. And she is, uh, she's, you know, reaping the fruits of her labor, really. I mean, it's, the game is, the game will not cheat you. It's real simple. Whatever you put into the game, you're going to get out of the game. The game won't cheat you. And she's really spent some time in there. Joe has spent some time on her shot. Kyra, she spends more time than anyone on her shot and right now you're seeing our guards really do a great job and again you win with guard play you cannot win in basketball without guard play and these guards are playing extremely well um what what you see again is early in the season if charlie didn't have 30 and 20 you know we might not win Yep. And now you're seeing. okay, y'all go ahead and try to double her and come off with of somebody because somebody's going to make you pay. And, and I think that's, again, it's the evolution of a team. It's the development of a team. And they feel it. You can see us sharing the ball, making the extra pass. And um, for Celeste, I mean, she is – her motor runs at an incredible pace. I love her tenacity. She don't like to lose. She and I get along just fine. We both are competitors, and we just don't like to lose. We we hate losing more than we like winning. Yeah, and it, it don't work. And so uh, I just uh, again, I'm I'm really happy for her. But it's just classic to me. It's a classic example of. You know, a kid that's put in some time
1: and she's seeing the, the rewards of that. She said after the game, of course, talking to Vic Schaefer here on the flagship podcast, uh, fresh from Texas's 64 61 win over Maryland, second seeded Maryland. Texas will play South Carolina um, in the Elite Eight. But uh, Coach Celeste Taylor, of course, we're talking about, uh, who had 15 and 11 against Maryland, said that, uh, you know, people were talking about Maryland hanging a hundred on us and we took it personally. How did, what was the message to the team? Um, you know, at halftime uh, throughout this game about your defense, because it really got to Maryland down the stretch, you held them to two of 11 shooting in the, to end the game.
0: Well, to start the game, we just, you know, we just talked about, again, one of my favorite movies is For the Love of the Game. And, you know, Kevin Costner is an aging pitcher. And when he gets on the mound that day against the New York Yankees in front of 50,000 people and every one of them are screaming, you know, not so nice things at him for three hours. Every time he stands on the mound, he says, engage the mechanism. And what that does is it shuts out all the noise. And I just told them from the gig, I said, one, nobody gives you a snowball's chance in hell. And that's okay, because they aren't in this locker room and they don't know what's inside your breastplate. But engage the mechanism. Shut out the noise. Get tunnel vision with me, my staff, your teammates. Tunnel vision with the game plan, and let's go out and play together and be connected. That was the message going in, and that was the pregame talk, was just be connected. It, it, it's it's going to be a game of runs, and when it gets going sideways a little bit, Kyra, grab us in a huddle and get us connected. And so that's what we, we, we really talked about was just I could give you know what about what somebody thinks. But if you're going to make that statement on national TV, you better know who you're talking about. And you got no idea, unless you've been to my practices, unless you've been around my kids and my staff, you don't know what you're talking about. And so I think our kids, just like she said, took it personal. I certainly, you know, I've been around the block, buddy, a few times. <laughs> it's in the first time I've been to a game where, you know, somebody said we weren't going to win and, and all that. And we've come out on the other – you know, we've come out on the good side, you know, a bunch. So it's fine. I don't really have an issue with it. Uh, I think my players did. And you know what? If they use it for fuel for the fire, great. Halftime was simple. It's the fewest things I've ever written down on the back of my scout for adjustments. It was get back in transition, stop them in transition, and we can guard them on the half court if we do that. If we can get them in a half court, we can guard them. And then rebound. That was the other thing. And then on offense we just said, hey, we have got to take advantage. We can't turn the ball over. We gotta take advantage of the matchups that we talked about and stay going downhill. Stay attacking, stay aggressive. And that's what we did.
1: Yeah, I mean you absolutely did. Your your offense, your scoring offense is seventh in the Big Twelve, but your team Um, Just continues to find a way and, uh, you know, Lauren Ebo with the the steal, Kyra Lambert uh, with the coast to coast layup to take the lead for good, um, made enough free throws down the stretch uh, to put it out of reach. And what was the locker room like after, Vic? Because obviously South Carolina is waiting for you.
0: Well, those kids are so excited, and, and it's, just, it's a second locker room in a row now that I've gone in and got <laughs> and, Uh You know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I want those kids to enjoy this. This is, this is why we do what you do. This is why you do what you do in August and September. In my mind, that's this is when that pays off, and I want them to enjoy This is the NCAA tournament. Enjoy it. I wanted them to enjoy it last night. I begged them to go to bed. We take their phones from them the night before a game, so they, you know, they don't really have a lot of options. They can go to bed or watch TV. But, <laughs> you know, I just I want them focused. But we, you know, they had their phones last night, and I just told them, look, go to bed. Um, please get some rest. Today we get a one-day prep, you know, for another top five, top four a team that was ranked in number one at one time this season. And, and so, get some rest, but enjoy it last night. I, I, I just want them to really enjoy the moment. Again, it's the NCA tournament. They just they pulled off one of the bigger victories in a long time. Again, that team's averaging almost 92 points a game. Yeah. Six players averaging double figures, all of them shooting. I think I counted six players shooting 50% or better. Averaged 15, 16 offensive rebounds a game. Me, it just the effort and the energy, the competitive spirit that our kids played with is just, it's, it, you can't help but be, be, be proud of them and happy for them. And I know they're representing the University of Texas exactly how our great university deserves to be represented and how they want to be represented. And I couldn't be more proud to be their coach.
1: We'll take a quick break here on the Flagship Podcast with Vic Schaefer. Back now with Vic Schaefer. And Vic, you were up against one of your former players last night, uh, Chloe Bibby, one of the best three-point shooters in the country. She played for you for three years at Mississippi State before transferring to Maryland. And she had an impact on the game, but not down the stretch. You held her to two of seven, uh, three-point shooting, and 0 for her last three. Um, Talk about that reunion.
0: Well, certainly I'm I'm proud of Chloe, happy for her. She was such a big part of what we did at Mississippi State and, uh, you know, had had three great years with her. She had uh, an ACL injury that was devastating, happened in the middle of the South Carolina game one year at home and um, early, like the first minute of the game. And, um, you know, last year was her year back from that injury and, Boy, you can tell this year that second year is always the best, and she's doesn't even wear the brace anymore and is moving well, playing extremely well, plays extremely hard. I mean, I, I love the kid. I love her game. I'm happy for her. She's had a great year, wonderful parents. And uh, so, you know, when we took the job on that Monday, uh, April 6th, I think she went into the portal the next day. And, um, you know, again, I know that uh, – um, you know, Marilyn is, was excited to get her and, uh, and again, I'm, I'm happy for her and, you know, we did a, we did a decent job on her, you know, especially down the stretch. I think she went six for 12 for the game, but really did a good job on her late. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the kid plays really hard. She's a good, good player. I mean, I, I, loved her and she started for us for two years. So, but I'm happy for, her.
1: um, Talking to Vic Schaefer and Vic, Charlie Collier has graduated or will graduate in May, and has said she will uh, leave her final year of eligibility on the table to to go into the WNBA draft. For you know, help explain to people, it, going into the WNBA draft is not like going into the NBA draft where you're an instant millionaire. What what was Charlie's decision making? What were the conversations like? Um, rather than you know, come back to school as a grad student um, to move on to the WNBA?
0: Well, again, you know, there's there's talk that she's going to possibly be the number one pick in the draft. And, you know, that's really special. And that's hard to say no to. And, uh, you know, again, I think, you know, she's got her degree. She's going to graduate in May. Uh, She's probably a little bit like the old coach. When I got out, I swore to goodness I'd never go back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and i ended up doing it and going back and getting my masters of all things and still don't know how i got that but, um you know I, I think she's been in school she's done that and she's ready for the for the next challenge in her life and you know we're going to support her we, we uh you know, i'm excited for her. i'll be her biggest fan and uh you know her and her mom they they, they spent lots of hours thinking about this and I think they're in a great place, and um, you know I'm here to support them any way I can.
1: Well, the the great news is you get everyone back. Um, I'm, I'm I think except for Charlie um, and Kyra Lambert. Uh, although I guess Kyra could come back if she wants with the COVID nineteen red shirt. Um, but you you have already signed. Um, top 25 players, Aaliyah Moore, the forward, two point guards, Rory Harmon and and Kendall Hunter coming in. I mean, and you're in the Elite Eight with a group of kids you you didn't really recruit who couldn't score the ball earlier in the year. Like you said, if Charlie Collier didn't have a double-double, you you might not win. I mean, and you've said that this is one of your favorite teams. So how excited are you? for the future?
0: Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I know what the blueprint is, Jeff. I, you know, that's why they hired us. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about our future. I mean, we have really, you know, those three freshmen are all McDonald's, all Americans, the two junior college players, depending on what scouting service you look at. Both of them are ranked number one nationally and uh, they're going to be tremendous additions to our program and both of them will have an extra year. So I'll have them instead of for two, I'll have them for three. And so it's, it's an exciting time for sure. And, and again, I think the future is extremely bright at Texas. Um, Look, this is what we were hired to do. It's, it's March 29th and we're still playing and that's my job. You know, if I'm doing my job, we're playing up till April 1st and um, you know, it's the only way really I know how to do it. Um, it's how we're built as a staff, um, you know, spring break means you're here for practice and playing. (laughs) And so, you know, uh, it's what we do and, and we love what we do. We love these kids. I absolutely love them. I adore them. They've just, they've really changed and evolved right in front of my eyes. And, um, and again, the buy-in is what's, I can't tell you how many times we've said that buy-in buy-in, buy-in, after every game, buy-in. And I think they are buying in daily more and more. And that's why we're where we are today. And again, I I just think they see it, they understand it, they know why we do what we do. And um, man, their toughness and resilience last night was on full display and their competitive spirit. And um, I can't wait to get Eight, 10, 12,000 people in the Irwin Center next year and in the Moody Center and years after because that environment, that's what building a, that's part of building a program. It's not just the X's and the O's, it, it, it's about your fan base. And we had tremendous fan support last night. And that's what these kids haven't been able to experience, yet. They've, they've not been able to play in front of anybody. We had a month where we couldn't even have fans in our right,
1: own arena. January.
0: And so that's where these kids are going to look up and go, wow, this is awesome. Uh, This is why I came to Texas, because they're going to be playing in an environment that's just off the chart and second to none. And uh, that's what's exciting for me as a coach and, and, um, and, and, you know, the leader of this program.
1: Well, I told folks, you know, you were going to have your hands full against a a much bigger UCLA team. And then I said, this is going to be tough. Maryland is so offensively talented and you're proving everybody wrong. And now South Carolina, did you get any sleep last night or were you just watching film?
0: Yeah, not a lot. I I think it was after four, um, you know, when I saw the last number on the, whatever I looked at, watch, clock on. but, um, Hey, it's okay. I can sleep when I die. Hey, so we'll, we'll, uh, I attack this just like I do anything. And, uh, right now, you know, this commands my full attention and, uh, um, we're, we're, uh, we're excited about the opportunity and, um, you know, looking forward to, looking forward to the challenge. So we'll, we'll go to work today and, and uh, get ready for for, for great uh, South Carolina team.
1: Well, your phone's ringing. We'll let you go on that. For Vic Schaefer, I am Chip Brown. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on the Flagship Podcast. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network.